That was our that was our best preamble to date, and it wasn't recording. That's crazy. They'll have to no, pretend it was good. No one knows what we were talking about. That's what I'm saying. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the school for wayward nerds, the only podcast with its crusts cut off. My name is Toby DePolit, and this week, after realizing that trying to explain the entire Natsu timeline was a mistake, I chose to go with something a little bit more chill and easygoing. Slice of life manga, people. That's where the keys are. That's what it's all about. Comey can't communicate. Joining me this week, as always, is producer Kyle. Now, it's been a couple of years since we covered this series. A lot has changed. In fact, our homework question was about it becoming an anime, and since then it has. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about Comey can't communicate now? I feel like she really can't communicate. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's an accurate title. I mean, obviously, like, going from, like, still drawings to animation. She's, like, vibrates a lot. She does. Vibrates in just terror. Yes. There is much shuddering. Hmm. But there's a giant cat, and that made me pretty happy. Yeah, at the time of recording this, we're, like, most of the way through season two now, I'd imagine. So, to continue where we were, I'm keeping to the manga, but a lot of this coverage can be applied to the Netflix series as well. Uh, This is volume two of Comey Can't Communicate, uh, written and drawn by Tomohito Oda, uh, as I believe all of them will be. Um, The volume came out in 2016, and the Viz Media version that we are working with was around, like, 2019. All right. So, some people have difficulty communicating. Uh, They avert their eyes, they stumble over their words, and enjoy being alone. They have a communication disorder. This is how this volume first describes Comey. Um, As we know from our first Comey podcast, obviously, maybe listen to that one first. Uh, Yeah, just jump straight in. No context. Well, there's not a lot to it, really. That's what's great about it. Yeah, yeah, Comey has a great deal of trouble speaking in public, or at all. Uh, she isn't necessarily introverted, though. She wants friends. A hundred of them, in fact. That's her goal. A hundred friends. Um, I think it's going to take a while. Yep. She's aided in her quest by her best bud, Tadano, and his hyperactive socialite chum, Najimi. Uh, the twist being, the school is completely full of weirdos and odd duck students. Um, them's your basics up to this point. Volume 2 introduces us to quite a few more characters, um, the first of which being Yadano. Uh, what makes this one so strange? She is competitive. She introduces Very. herself to us, the reader, um, and tells us her goal is to best Comey at the school physical. Do you guys have school physicals? No. Okay. However, I had them when I was in school. Maybe they were just phased out. They were, like, um, when they were bringing in the BMI system, mm. and they were going around to all the public schools. And they would weigh and measure the kids and make you jump and, like, hit a thing in the air. I remember doing that. I remember being, like, measured and stuff, though. Yeah, we were made and measured. Because hmm. the guy I was dating was exactly double my weight. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I won't out him. Oh, but I good. remember how much we weighed. Hmm. Very good. It was exactly double. Amazing. There are four segments to this school physical. Uh, vision, weight, height, and sitting height. All right. Yudano believes if she can best Comey in three of these fields, she will be the coolest. Um, and I like the mental image of Yudano, like, leaning on Comey in, like, them sweet sunnies. In the, yeah. In the bomber jacket looking fly as hell. With a big bubblegum pop. Yeah. I like that that's her concept of, like, the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Um... So while she's daydreaming about this, Comey is doing the vision test uh, in which there are like these circles and there are breaks in the circles and the test is to sort of point the direction the gap's in. Um, so Comey is pointing in the direction that the gaps are and because Yodano is behind her in the queue, she can't see that. Her overactive imagination is like, but she isn't saying any directions. She must have bribed the teacher. Mm. From there, Yodano... Um, does less well on the vision test, then watches on as Comey goes through all the measuring stuff. Afterwards, she compares uh, Comey's little, like, report card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comey's taller. Um, Yadano weighs more. Uh, I like her flub because she's like, oh, sweet, I want it. Wait, no, shit, hang on. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she decides, though, that thicker girls would survive longer in the savannah, and girls with shorter legs are probably popular somewhere as well. So she calls it a tie. Yeah. Um, and I love Komi's expression at the um, end, because she has no idea about Yodano at all during yeah. this chapter. Like, that vacant stare at the end is pretty good. She was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the next chapter, straight out, is uh, the fitness test stuff, as you probably know. It's a multi-stage Arabic capacity test that progressively gets more difficult as it continues. It's me quoting the, the fucking pacer test for no reason. Um, Big test. Yeah. Yodano is going to try and break the tie during these tests. So they start with grip strength. Uh, Komi can grip... 53 pounds, Yodano 39. They do the forward stretch. Komi 20 inches, Yodano 18. This goes on through, you know, the side jump, sit-ups, long jumps, and the handball toss. Um, and then we get to the 50-meter dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yodano wants to beat her at something so bad, and she talks herself up, you know, like she does, she says this dumb little quote where she's like, I'm the mistress of my own fate. Nature, nurture, and genetics don't matter. If I try hard, I can be whatever I want to be. And guess what? Really yeah, long-legged Comey just bounds past it. Yeah. Um, after, after the race, though, Yodano comes over and thanks her for the tough battle and holds out her hand to shake. Uh, Comey, unaware there was a battle taking place, gets very nervous and becomes completely immobilized, so she doesn't shake hands. Uh, she just kind of panics. Stands. Yep. Yodano um, sees her not shaking uh, hands, meaning that it's not over. You know, that she she is a rival now, and Yodano is very happy about that. The fight has only just begun. They are formidable opponents. I, just, I, I like when Komi is completely unaware of the whole, like, story yeah. around her. Lots of the big confused eyes face. Well, the problem is that Komi is the main character. Hmm. So she's always, like, the center of everything going on, but even a lot if of, she's not paying attention to half of yeah. it. Yeah, and a lot of the chapters don't frame it that way. Like, they're from the point of view of the other characters. Yeah. But she's still drawn as just, like, unaware. I mean, that makes sense that she's, like, unaware, but still, like, the main character, because they think that she's cool. Well, a lot of the other kids are, you know, in their own head about this shit, too. Yeah. I'm coming back, I promise. Um... The, the chapters in these are, are pretty quick. I'd say they're quicker than, like, the Magical Senpai ones were. It's, like, three pages. Yeah, so. I know. But sometimes that's good. You feel accomplished when you've read, quote-unquote, 20 chapters of a book. Mm. <laughs> so chapter 22 is a home visit after class. Najimi is just chatting to, to Dino and Komi, as she does, uh, just seemingly babbling about whatever comes to mind before asking if they can hang out at Komi's house. Mm. Dino isn't sure about this, but, it, you know, it's a good test for Komi. Uh, eventually the battle between desire to have friends over and the embarrassment of revealing her private life ends and she manages to do a whole nod. Yeah. Um, She's advancing. Yeah. I like when they get there, you know, Najimi just charges straight in. Well, why, but, why are we always doing stuff at Komi's place? It's just rude. Well, it's, it's to get her comfortable with people, I think. Yeah, so don't do it at her house. That's too much pressure. I think Najimi's just curious as to, like, what she's like in her home life because it's not like she gives a lot away. It's not like she's talking about herself very often. Yep, so, and Najimi, like, barges straight in while both Komi and Tadano are sort of nervous about going in at all. They get stuck at the door a little bit. Uh, They do, and we meet yet another character in this volume, Komi's mum. How do you feel about her? She's great. Yeah? She makes no sense. Because where, like, Komi is deathly silent and, like, terrified, mm. her mom's just, like, having a great time. Come yeah. on in. What are you doing? Let's very chatty. play some games. Yeah, she's very chatty and goofy and looks exactly like, like Komi. Just oh, with sure short hair. hair, yeah. Yeah, she's very jarring to literally everyone that's coming through the door. Yeah, she's very, she's very like, ADHD mom. You don't meet the dad, but he... Is where the kids get their uh, personalities from. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, don't, I think he might be in one of the next volumes. He's, he just doesn't pop up here. He is in the anime. Yeah. Yep, so she's very jarring. The kids get to Komi's room and try not to bring the mother up at all. You know, looking at her collection of black cat stuff. 
Um, they have some tea, and then Najumi leaves to use the bathroom, but instead just watches the other two alone together. Hmm. Now, the series has, like, a very strong will-they-won't-they they between these two. It does. And Najumi is very aware of that fact. She's not cookie. Yeah, so she's, she's sort of eavesdropping and voyeuring, and neither of them say anything, though. No. Because... Kermie doesn't talk, and Tadano is scared about being in a girl's bedroom, I think. Five well, minutes pass, ten minutes pass, fifteen minutes pass, nothing. He, he can read her. Yeah. So they don't need to talk. Yeah. Eventually, Najumi gets bored and comes back in. Um, and just starts, just starts rummaging around and shit. Um, she uncovers all of um, Kermie's, like, communication self-help books. Uh, which is very embarrassing for her. And while she's still flustered, Najumi also finds her photo album, so they all gather around and look at that. The the photos in it are cute and whatever, you know, playing piano, swimming. Um, I like the detail that she can't communicate in English either, like, you know, it's dumb. Um, but the main takeaway is that she is alone in every single picture. No friends. No bitches. Anyway, Tadano and Najumi head off eventually, and Komi looks around her room now that she's alone again and probably has that post-company depression where everyone leaves and you're hit with that wave of isolation and all your negative thoughts creep back in. Oh, I'm, I'm not projecting. <laughs> I know, you just want to be left alone. People leave and I'm like, oh my god, thank goodness. Hmm. I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. Yeah. Now you can finally like sit in the bathtub and nap and stuff. <laughs> I could just do whatever I want. Um, but she gets a text through from Najumi, snapping her out of what definitely isn't a projected fucking depression issue. Um, it's a photo of them all together, and Komi rushes downstairs to get a frame for the picture. That's nice, you know. I wonder if Najumi, like, noticed the loneliness in the photo album too. Like, I, I wonder, underneath her chaos, how, how much, like, I, don't, I wonder if she's smart under there or not. I think so. Yeah. They don't, they don't learn a lot. You probably it's like a reverse poker face thing, I think. Mm. Najumi knows what's going on, but usually it's just like also being the wild card at all times. Yeah. Um, fuck all this little stuff, though, because it's time for like the main arc of the volume, mm. which is, uh, you know, the next one, I guess. I should look at my notes before I start sentences. Communication 23, Ren. Yep. We got Tadano walking to school, or from school, it doesn't matter. Um, he's just an ordinary boy. What isn't ordinary about him, however, is Comey, the prettiest girl in school, is his friend. Uh, he's then grabbed by something. Oh, no. Uh, and then we then get a very similar page for the, an ordinary girl named Ren Yamai. The only key difference is the final bit. Instead of having Comey as a friend, she has a crush, uh, which is on Comey. Hmm. Uh, it then devolves into the standard Yamai antics um, that you get from here on out. Uh, you know, following Comey, smelling Comey. Uh, Trying to eat her hair. Licking a stray hair off the ground. You know, normal girl stuff. You know how they are. How you feel about this character? Thank God I'm not a normal girl. Yeah. Not a fan of this one? Look, if I was walking around licking people's hair, we've got problems. Oh, yes. All right. In the halls, she tries to say good morning to Comey. That's her goal for the day. But she gets interrupted a couple of times, you know. One of them is by now, Jimmy. Uh... And she pulls her aside and asks, what's with you and Komi? Najumi answers, you know, like, we're friends. And Yamai cuts her off by just saying, fuck you. Mm. Obviously, it's slightly censored, but we know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's wild for this cutesy fucking little friendship manga. But um, Najumi pulls up on that detail as well, and Yamai's excuses it was just a sneeze. <laughs> so that's good. Anyway, Najumi is pressured into introducing them, and Komi accepts an offering of hamburger steak. As class starts, Najumi realizes that Tadano isn't in today. Um, the only main reason she noticed is because Tadano, like, reads social cues and pretty much has to translate Komi. Yeah. Um, so we better check in and see what he's doing, huh? Okay. What's he doing? Um, I need to flip a few pages because you jumped ahead. Yeah. Tadano wakes up, tied to a chair, with his mouth taped shut. Oh, yes. In a bedroom. Floor okay. to ceiling with photos of Comey. Finally, we are getting some Arkham shit up in here. Up in here. Up that's what we. Here. That's what we needed. 
as luck would have it, Yamai um, was in his seat all day at school. So Najumi assumes she wanted something and invites you know herself and Karami to Yamai's place. Hmm. So cut back to Tadano. Well, he sits there all day. Um, here's a voice saying, hang on, i got to tidy up some things first before you guys come in. Yamai comes in um, like there was a suspicion as to whose room it was ever. Um, she quickly starts taking down all the photos and tells Tadano where he'll be buried after this and locks him in the wardrobe. I mean, it's great. Yeah. It's very, like, as the things, as my notes continue, it's very, like, wild, this chapter in the middle of, I mean, you know, I like, know school physicals and just, like, being friends with people and I, shit. I know they go to, like, a special school, but that's more like a special, special school. Hmm. Yeah, once the room is sorted, the girls join her, and Tadano hears Najumi's voice and starts banging on the door. Um, Yamaya's like, man, my neighbors are loud today. Please ignore them while I go and make tea. Don't go in the closet, okay? Which, yeah. yeah so the second she's out of the room, Najumi just slides the door open to have a bit of a snoop. Um, she looks at Tadano, all bound and gagged in there, and asks if they were interrupting something. Uh, no. No? Um, so Yamaya returns, no tea, but instead a big old knife. Like a fucking, like, like, you know, like a scream. Like ghost face. Um, she monologues that Tadano is plain and boring and not worthy um, and ends the whole speech telling Komi that they should be friends. And Komi shakes her head. She says, no. Um, she, you know, says, she thanks her for letting them visit via a note because she doesn't talk. Me. Yeah, um, you know, that's how she does it sometimes. She also likes to write things while on the floor, which we've seen that, that bit a few times where she looks around for like a bench or something and then just like drops to the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah, which she does here. Yamai says she did this for her. Why won't Komi be her friend? And she writes in her little notepad, I decide who is my friend. And she guides Tadano out the door and Yamai falls onto her knees and starts to sob. The joke at the end is that Najumi awkwardly is just sort of still there, doesn't know what to do. She, she got trapped. Does that make this chapter just for laughs? Not really. It's such a weird beat for the series overall. It's it, very it out of place. No. It's very off kilter. Because hmm. like I said, like, you know, there's an entire chapter about going to a friend's house. Or, oh, or doing school uh, phys ed activities. <laughs> it's like, um, he's going to get, like, skinned, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The next chapter is the ramifications of this adventure. Um, during class, Komi shows a note to Tadano that she wants to talk to him, which is never a good sign if a woman wants to talk. You know, that's the stereotype. And Tadano is a bit, he's very worried. He assumes she is angry She's at him for something. She's breaking up with me. Yeah. Um, on the staircase, um, she, she note talks, asking if Tadano is okay being her friend. He's like, yeah, why? And she responds that Yamai kidnapped him for her, and then she jots down literally the entire Yamai speech as an example She's right, very fast. Mm. Yeah, she's she's good at she's good at spelling. And yeah, he says, "Man, it's fine." But she says, "If Najumi didn't find him, he could have been doomed," which is very true. Uh, maybe he shouldn't be her friend anymore. It's not safe. He bounces back with the "I decide who's my friend" quote, you know, sort of repeating her one, mm. and then he gets embarrassed that he did that. Um, to make the moment even more awkward and sweet, she tells him he wants to be. She wants to be his friend too. Um, and she tells him, like, using her fucking human voice and not just writing it down. Yeah. It's always nice when she says a thing. She, she's okay on the phone. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's more Isn't that the first time you, like, hear her speech in the entire show is her, like, being, like, the number you have called is disconnected to try and, like, dodge a conversation? Yeah. I like, that, sure I like that that's the first way that you hear it. Because she's doing an operator impression. Like, it's not... It, yeah, it's not one for one, which is a, a sneaky way of doing it. Yep, to save them from this goofy virgin energy that they're both radiating on the stairway, Najumi rocks up uh, with Yumai, who apologizes for the day before. Komi writes, uh, okay, on her notepad, and Yumai assumes this is because she will never speak to her again. That's why she wrote it down instead of speaking out loud. Again, being... Yeah, when she's like, oh, she'll never speak to me again. She, she never did before this either, so... Mm. You know. 
So she goes to stab herself because the knife is back. Oh, no. Uh, they quickly explain that Komi can't talk to anyone and she asks to be added to the, you know. You want to make 100 friends? Yeah, she wants to be added to the friend list. Komi agrees, and I wonder if it's just to keep her from getting, like, wild or... Oh, 100%. It's just to keep her She's like, if docile. I'm not friends with this kid, everyone's it'll, been stabbed. It'll today. literally kill itself. Um, have you ever seen, like, a game that I never think got finished, but, like, a beta test called fucking... No, I've never heard of a beta test called fucking... No, no, it's, um... I forget what it's called. It's like Sudere Simulator or something. Oh, fuck, I don't remember the name. But like you play as like a girl in a high school and you have a crush on someone. And it's it's basically like Hitman. And you have to like execute and hide the bodies of other girls so there's like no competition. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a good time. That, that's exactly what Yamai is doing <laughs> mentally. That's where she's at. Um, from this chapter, like, things calm down again, because it is the 1st of June, which means summer uniforms. Yeah. Uh, the crowd at the gate cheer when Comey passes. Uh, the dog girl, you remember her, she pants and gets a little subconscious about her thickness. I don't like dog girl. You don't like dog girl? It's she gets... Look, it's not like horse girl. She gets more personality in this, ep- in this volume, but she's she's dog girl. Like, it's too late. That's, that's what I've written down for... In lieu of her actual name. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, Najumi says, awesome. Yamai starts sweating and stuttering like a fucking Junji Ito-looking character. Um, this is a prime example of why Kaya thinks Komi is like this. Mm. You know, you would probably panic too if everyone reacted so stupidly to every- you just literally showing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would, it would literally be, like, the worst. Yeah. The just- only day that I was allowed to do that was, like, my wedding. Yeah. And that's because they're supposed to. No, that's the whole point. If they didn't do it, I'd be like, what? Yeah, you'd be doing it. would be reversed. Yeah, and she asks Tadano if she looks weird or something. And that's like the whole bit. Hmm. That's a good one. The next adventure begins when Komi holds up her little notepad saying she wants to go get ramen. Oh, so good. It is a dream of hers to go have ramen with friends, which is very sad. <laughs> um, and Agari, yeah, the dog girl, overhears... That's her. It's like one of her. I dream of getting ramen with people. Yeah, but you've done it before. This is like her life goal. Yeah, ramen's good. <laughs> yeah. I've got it in my notes later, but we tried to do proper Japanese ramen shop, oh, and no. we fucked. There's a hard oh, work. No. Oh no! It's too big. I can't read the machine because I don't speak Japanese. No, we just picked the pretty lady. Yeah, we resorted to pictures so quick, and not even pictures of the food, just pictures. <laughs> They played no songs when you press the button. Oh, we're shit. Yeah, we are. Alright, so... Like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, this is a sterling confidence boost, right? <laughs> Alright, so Dog Girl overhears that Tadano and Najumi... Well, she, she hears their portions of the conversation. I got it. Um... And she steps in to, as an expert on the subject. She um, takes them to a place called Ramen Right, which is a chain restaurant that she talks about. And yeah, she pounds out this whole little monologue about it, really nerding out. Good for her. Once yeah, inside, she, yeah. Once again, like once inside, so she explains the rules as her friends pretty much screw them up at the same time. Uh, no talking, no dawdling at the order machine, which is hard work because you can't understand the damn order machine. Um, you have to bow to the chef and remain composed. No phones. The chef is, and then you've got the chef who is soft spoken, um, and he connects with Comey because, like, neither of them like talking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes her something without her ordering. Um, yeah, she she knocks it back and promptly leaves to make room for more customers. But she had fun. Like, it doesn't look like it, but she says afterwards. Um, and then they continue to do it every week by the sounds of things. That was yeah. a little tradition. That's nice. Yeah, Kai, do you resonate with this one? Yep. Yeah, because well, I wrote down, like, the Japanese ramen shop. Like, it's hard. Hard it's, work. There was a lot. And I ordered the yeah, little bowl. Yeah, the food shows up and it's too big. It was probably weighed more than I do. Because isn't the whole That's thing, no like, you're not supposed to leave any? It's rude. Yeah. And they gave me, like, my body weight at a noodle. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. 
All right, so chapter 29. I think you might like this one because it's, you know, dad jokes. That's what it's called. It's called jokes. Hang on. Oscar. Got it. All right. So Tadano comes into class early, but he isn't the first one there. Komi is in there, shaking with nerves already. Mm. Off to a start. Uh, he asks her if she's all right, and she hands him an, en- an envelope. Uh, he opens it up and reads the note inside. It says, when a clock is hungry, it goes back four seconds. Mm. Isn't that nice? It's like the Riddler. When Tadano asks what the hell is this, she explains that she saw on TV that telling jokes is an important part of communicating. So she's given it a try. Obviously, it didn't really land. So Tadano, trying to be a supportive buddy, suggests something more situational. You know, something topical. Komi thinks for a second and writes down something else. Um, she writes down, "'Tis the season for purse snatching." Tadano looks at it for like a good minute, realizes she means because it's muggy today. Yeah, I wouldn't have got there. Right? Um, yeah, trying to be supportive. He says that jokes are, you know, they're usually better said, not written down. There's like a timing to it. So she leaves. Uh, then Tadano's phone rings. And he an- Again? Yeah. She's better on the phone. Yeah. He answers it, and um, all he hears is, aluminum can, what tin can't. Yeah, the phone just hangs up and Komi walks back in and asks how she did. He doesn't want to tell her she sucks, but luckily Najimi comes in um, with what she thinks is like a threatening note she found in her locker, which is, where do bombs stay on vacation? A boom with a view. See, that's a Riddler fucking thing to write down. To demonstrate a good joke, she says, Tadano will now tell a good joke. Just with no fucking, no preparation, just right off the cuff, rude. Um, he pauses and panics, and then he says, cats make perfect pets. That's terrible. Karmi is very impressed. She likes cats. So it's as simple as that. I mean... Look at her face, though, of, like, holy shit. <laughs> she doesn't laugh. Cause I don't know if she can. Just straight up. I don't think I've seen her do a laugh yet. Don't. No. Right? Right. The next chapter is one of the, you know, sweet ones, and we can talk about why I'm, you know, conflicted with that fact as we cover rain. Mm. It begins with Tadano leaving school late after one of the school council meetings, because if you recall from volume one, they made him, like, the class president because they wanted Comey to have, like, a better social standard, so she got voted class god. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, so after the meeting, he finds Comey in the locker area. Uh, she says she was reading in the library and lost track of time, and they go to leave in the rain, but Tadano's umbrella is gone. A note has been left there saying, I stole your umbrella, signed Phantom Thief N. Um, Not to me. Yeah, Persona, maybe. Phantom Thieves. <laughs> yep, Kyra is whispering the song. Alright, so because Najumi definitely took it, Komi offers um, to share hers. So they walk together, you know, side by side, very close together. Isn't that crazy? Mm. They bump each other, and the physical touch spooks both of them. So then they both, like, give the other one space, so neither of them are under the umbrella anymore. No. Um, Tadano chats to her for a bit, which is nice enough, you know, just making her feel comfy. Um, when they reach a convenience store, Tadano goes in for a new umbrella and a towel for Komi. While they dry off, he asks if she waited for him at school um, after seeing that his umbrella was gone. Mm. Maybe not actually at the library. Um, We don't get an answer because the sky clears up. See, you know, we we see in that quiet moment, like when they touch and stuff, that we see that Comey cares about him and it's all very lovely and whatever. Mm. Um, But this is where... This is where fans turn off the podcast, okay? So brace yourself. I'm, as an actual reader of the series outside of the podcast book report system that we have, um, I'm up to volume 17, roughly, mm-hmm. uh, which means there are there's probably more to contextualize in later books. I'm not quite up to date. But deep in my heart where I'm standing right now, I'm, you know, team man baggy. 
The the blonde one. With a tan. Yeah. That poor girl never stood a chance, and I feel so bad for her. So she is a sympathy waifu. But, you know, going back and looking at all, like, the cute fucking, um, you know, touching moments between Tadano and Komi, I'm kind of like... Oh, Why that, did they that, even introduce her? <laughs> what, what were they doing? That poor blonde bitch. <laughs> she, she was doomed. No wonder I picked her up. It's like, oh, this poor creature. <laughs> it, it's, you know those like videos that you see on TV? She said like, normal, not even Tadano could love her. You know when, when it's like the sad footage of the animals in the in the pound and it's like if you don't adopt this sad creature, it's going to be put down? You know, like those ones? Mm. That's <laughs> I think that's... All the energy that I put into that other character. Mm. I was like, someone needs to like this one because she's doomed. But how do you feel? Do you like... Do you like Komi and Tadano? Yeah. Do you think they should smooch? No, I like that they don't. You like that they're fucking both, like, so bad at it that they just have to hang out? It's just very sweet. Yeah. There's no, like underlying there's no ulterior motive it's just simple bonding yeah it's the same argument i have about like old harley and ivy compared to new yeah it's like if if either of them have ulterior motives of the penal variety it kind of takes a lot of the heart and soul out of it because suddenly you think it means your dick yeah and or pussy yeah it's important to be equal your sex organ yeah (laughs) your butts I had a whole conversation about that today. It's amazing. The things you do at school. The next chapter, let's let's introduce another character. The Kingdom Hearts car park video. Do you, do you know that reference? You know what I'm talking about there? Sure. There's like this amazing, really like ancient YouTube video. These two kids like sword fighting in a car park pretending to be like Kingdom Hearts characters. Mm. It's brilliant. One of them has the darkness or some shit, I forget. Um... But yeah, we're meeting the equiv- the human equivalent of that cringy, goofy, weeb shit. Yeah. We're meeting a name I've never had to say out loud before. Uh, Naka Naka. Okay. The eye patch one. I know. Right. How would you describe her? Um, she's a little too intense. They say I mean, she's going through a phase. The fantasy world. Yeah. Yeah, she's very, very into it. Mama's not a face. That's the thing, like, she's kind of written as, like, the person going through their crazy emo phase. Yeah. But I guess because this is a weeb book, it's very... She's very interested in, like, Soul Calibur, probably. Yeah. She's she's played a video again. Oh, yes. She begins a rant thing about her dragon force and reincarnation and the world ending without, you know, blood contracts, if... Yeah, between her and Komi. Mm. Yeah, so it's all classic Final Fantasy bullshit. And Komi, who was not prepared for any of this shit, is worried about the world ending. Well, she doesn't know better. Yeah, she doesn't. She's a bit naive. But I guess... Which is funny, man. I like that um, Nakanaka didn't expect to be asked for more information because she doesn't have any. Yeah. I guess she's so used to being completely dismissed right off the bat the second someone's like, yeah? She's like, um... Fuck. Funnily enough, Damn it. This, this is part of my new system. Oh, yeah, let it, let when, it run out of steam. No, when I see someone doing something that I'm like, that's stupid, I should tell them to stop. I now go, what's the end goal? Yeah. And they just look at you and they're like, um, what? And and you're like, what, what are you planning to get out of this the, action? Yeah, you want the next step. And they're like, uh, I, um... And you're like, so is it maybe a great step? They always turn around and go, no, nah, probably not. Like, they realize that they don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. And if you question it, it's like, maybe this is stupid. Perhaps. Um. Anyway, so what she, she, she escapes the conversation by scurrying off to see the nurse for her pink eye. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she's a weave and she's taking on the mantle of that one girl with the eye patch because every every manga series requires one so she's taking that she's taking that toll for unknown reasons you know it baby if you recall correctly 
There were two eyepatch girls in Senra and Kagura before one just wore normal glasses. Mm. Although Rin, the teacher, does. But that's because she's middle-aged. Middle-aged people need glasses. Alright, so, um, Komi's kind of, like, looking around after she leaves, being like, what the hell was that? And Sadano suggests maybe, I don't know, she wanted to be, like, friends or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's important to aim for the friendship thing. Well, I mean, she wants a hundred, and she's not doing anything. I don't know what this is. That's not my notes. That's our wedding contract. All right, well, don't lose it. Okay. Later, in in a PE, Nakanaka sits alone without a partner. She's got no friends. No. Because she's a fucking weirdo. It's, it's a bit sad. It is. I like the way it's done, though. Like, she says more, like, Final Fantasy-esque bullshit. Yeah. But no one's listening to it anyway, so she just kind of, like... Runs out of steam to herself. No, it's it's done nicely. Uh, and Komi notices this and offers herself. Um, I like that Komi doesn't really understand the over-the-top commitment to the weeb bit. So she doesn't really respond to any of it correctly. Yeah. Which is kind of like playing chicken with this girl's imagination. And they become friends. Thoughts on this one? How do you feel about this character overall? Look, she's okay. She leads to good moments. She has some pictures that match. Oh, great. Very helpful. Um, um, yeah, I have no problem with her. I probably like her better than... Yamaya? The stalker one? Well, she's definitely <laughs> creepy. She's on the bottom of your list. I'm not a fan of Dogka. No? No, just doesn't do it for me. You know what they do in the Netflix anime adaptation to this that I don't remember being that much in the series? Mm. They, like, bring up that she has fat tits a lot. Mm. Do you feel that way? Kind of. I feel like that bit's been played out, like, multiple times, and I don't remember it really in the books. But it's been a while since I've read the earlier stuff, so I might be wrong. Maybe. Um... Uh, sorry, uh, the this character, the Nakanaka, leads to a flashback chapter of Tadano when he was a dork as well, um, and he gets rejected by a girl during this time, and he decides to be normal and ordinary from now on. Um, this was hinted at in the first volume, if you recall, that he went through a phase. Um, and then after that, I, I kind of, I kind of mentally skip over a lot of the flashbacks. They are, they're, they're not so bad here, but, like, spoilers for, like, another ten years down this podcast track when we get way down the line on these books. Um, there's a lot of, like, cliffhangery moments in the series in, like, characters' relationships and stuff. Mm. And then, just to be a dick, you will have to read a flashback of, like, Comey's parents meeting. Mm. instead of whatever the next bit was going to be. Like, it does Cliffhanger, and then it does, like, the Terrence and Philip episode of South Park, where you just get an entire chapter of unrelated stuff, and then the volume ends. you got to wait a month for the next one. Mm. You know? And that's made me so bitter about flashback chapters at this point, where I'm like, so you, you're, just, you're just here to slow me down, mister. I mean, flashbacks are usually annoying. Thick, look, the... The silence of Comey's dad and just her mum. Like, is it, they're, they're cute enough chapters, but they're positioned in, like, the worst possible way. They bug the hell out of you. Mm. Yeah. It's not their fault. So, but, yeah. Uh, the next chapter begins when Najime asks Comey where she gets her clothes from. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, you know, just a thing a girl asks another girl, I think. So, um, yeah. She says she's never bought any before. And Najimi's like, what? What do you do on weekends? And she replies that she doesn't really leave her house. No, she's scared. Yeah. So Najimi, um, feeling very sorry for her in that moment, takes her clothes shopping. Um, she says Tanana has to come too, which leads to a cute moment because Komi wants him there as like the support animal that he is. But, you know. She He's a boy. Yeah, and he would see what her tastes are, and he will be nearby when she changes clothes. Mm. But Najmi points out that she requires him to translate her silent expression, so he kind of has to. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, Dog Girl's invited, and Yamai just eavesdrops, so she shows up as well. As you do. Yeah, as you do. Um, 
Yeah, I've gotten the hang of dismissing stuff in clothing stores as a grown-up, but I used to really relate to Comey's panic when one starts talking to her. And I've had some experiences. Right. None of which I wish to talk about right now. Yeah, none of them are good. Um, she also doesn't know what she likes because her mum was always the one who picked out her clothes. Yeah. She doesn't really have any preference here. So the gang decide to play dress up with her. All of them pick out a fit for her and the winner, um, I guess wins. That's the one that she takes home. They do that with her a lot though. Is that like, it might be like a Japanese thing. I think because they, in the anime... Because they, they do it with the swimsuits as well later when they do their beach episode. Yeah, and in the anime they do it with her birthday... Um, yeah, birthday present. Yeah. They, they all have like a... Everyone picks one and we challenge off. Usually it's just a, a joke way of showing like everyone's dumbass personalities and their completely incorrect perceptions of what Komi actually is. Because mm. if you remember my homework answer for, like, what an anime version of this would be. And one of the things I said was everyone's, like, point of view should be, like, wildly different, mm. even to the animation style. I think that's what that bit is. Mm. Um, so, some you see some of the outfits. Najimi goes with the Chinese-style dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yama- and pops. Yeah. Yamai goes with a miniskirt. Um, Najimi goes again and dresses her like Kaya dresses at school. Yeah. Uh, and... Agari, dog girl, dresses her like Kaya dresses at home. Heck no. I wouldn't wear those pants. They're jeans. They're not jeans. They're like MC Hammer pants. They're pants. Yeah, yes, they are pants. Listen, listen, Buster. Usually by the time I get home from work, you're in your pajamas already, so I wouldn't even know anymore. Yeah, my butt's covered in Hulk. Yeah, you're wearing Hulk pajamas. It's great. Um, Tadano wins with a simple summer dress, and, um, that's the one she gets, and I kind of hate it, because, like, the whole trend on TikTok at the moment is that it's, I mean, it's winter for us, but in America, it's, um, summer dress, no panties season. So I'm like, I know Comey's better than that, but You're at the same time, I'm like, we know this. It knows I'm a boy, so it just assumes that that's the stuff I need. Um, anyway, she picks the nice dress, takes it home. And she's looking at it in the mirror when she decides that her new outfit needs a new haircut to go with it. Of course. Um, Kaya, you remember this chapter, so I'll let you run through it to rest my fucking mouth. But I will say, like, the way these two chapters lead together has a really good flow. Like, I like that... Like, there's a lot of um, chapters that are literally just, like, one story broken up over a couple parts. Mm. But it's very rare that they, like, transition like this, like this smoothly. Mm. You know, one day she just shows up saying she wants to have ramen. And that's, like, that's the whole that's the whole uh, act one structure of the story. Yeah. Whereas this one actually, like, flows, which I think is cool. Um, I, I remember this better from the anime than I do from, like, it's, reading it. It's a pretty good adaptation. Like, a lot of it's accurate. Um, so Carmen decides to go to the hairdresser for her new hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And when she gets there, it turns out there's a new worker at the hairdressers. Yeah. And Comey just, like, goes straight in, sits down, waits for the normal hairdresser that she has to come over and take care of her. Mm. And the poor new girl's like, do I smell? Do I... Yeah, what's like, her fucking problem? <laughs> She never spoke to me. And because Comey's, like, like, you know, like, that perfect 10, like, prettiest fucking thing in the whole mm. known universe, it's never like, the fuck's this bitch's problem? It's like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> she makes everyone very insecure. Turns um, that one lady into a dog. But yeah, so they, <laughs> she's, like, trying to work out... Oh, cat sneezed. How, what she needs, and she's like, oh, do, do you need a drink? Do you need... Like mm. a magazine to read. How how can I help you? And Comey's just like, she's kind of sitting oh, there with her big big googly eyes. Just gonna get my hair cut and then I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna ignore you. But it's not because I'm mean. It's just because you scare the shit out of me because you're a person. You're talking to me and I don't I don't want that. Yeah. Um. And then she tries to like use a bunch of stuff to like communicate in her way, and the chick's like. Oh, she points at magazines to translate. 
Yeah, she's like trying to like find ways to exchange without actually having to talk to her at any point. And when Komi finally leaves, looking exactly the same as she did. Yeah, I mean, it's cartoon logic, so her hair's already drawn a certain way, it doesn't change. Yeah. The the young girl's like, what what was that? And the old lady's just like, oh, that's just, just Komi. Yeah, she's been coming here like her whole her whole life, she doesn't talk, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's not you, it's just her. And yeah, she's like that. I just do the same thing. Hmm. I freeze up pretty hard when I go to hairdressers. I try not to twitch or speak because, mm. you know, like when I was a kid, I had a auntie who was doing like her first year apprenticeship for hairdressing. And if you moved, them scissors didn't come with you. Like you, you just, you, you get all fucked up. <laughs> Look, you only <laughs> lost part of your ear once. It, it grew back. It's fine. Bigger and better than ever. Powerful he is. Um, so yeah, I do. I, I kind of understand that one a little bit. Look, it got to the point the last time you got a haircut, I had to text you what to show the lady. Yeah. Cause I, that's the other thing. I never know how to describe what I want. I want hair. Yeah. In my head. They're like, what do you want to do with it? It's like, well, I want it to be slightly shorter. That's why I'm at the hairdressers. And I don't really have, like, any better descriptions than that. So it's a pain in my ass. Um, so the ending of this volume's good. What mm. It just has, like, a little little button on the end of the hairdresser story. The next day in class, you know, she gets passed by Najimi, Dog Girl, and Yamai, who all say good morning, very polite. Tadano sits down and says good morning as well. And then he's like, hey, did you get a haircut? Even though it looks exactly the yeah, same. Because he is the Sherlock Holmes of Chromeology. Um, and that brings us sort of to the end of the volume. How do you feel about it? It's very cute. Except for the homicidal mania. And it never story. does shit like that again either. Like, it is bafflingly ridiculous. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Like, you have, like, genuine emotional moments as the series goes on. And there's, like, you know, you meet that big guy that everyone thinks is going to kick the shit out of him. Mm. Who you, you've met in the season two anime. Yeah. But, like, it never goes insane violence ever again. And it did it really early on, too, in Volume 2. Yeah, it's just weird. It's funny. Maybe they were trying to, like, go down a different avenue and they're like, yeah, it doesn't really work. We've already written it, so we'll use it. But not yeah. again. Yeah. And it's written to be, like, Tadano has a bad time adventure, which is a lot of the adventures. Mm. But it is a weird one. <laughs> it's great. It's just, it's, it's a, it is a razor blade in a sea of marshmallows. Sure. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel now that it's got like an actual cartoon and stuff like? They did really well. Yeah. I, I, it's, I like it's it. very cute. It does like her animation, like it, do, it does a drawing style change. Yeah. You know, like a big fucking deer in headlights panic face and then like when she's looking you know fancy uh little ears the one thing that trips me up a lot is hair colors Mm. like um when you read the first bit of this chapter with um the competitive one fuck i don't remember the name and i'm not going back through my notes um her hair's like bright pink in the cartoon yeah yeah i was i never would have mentally picked that yeah. Um, so you ready to get into homework and close this thing out? Let's do this. We spoke about how this last time, um, our homework was like, how would this work as an anime? Mm. But I, and you know, that already exists. Um, and I feel like we've done what book should be adapted like a million times as a homework question. So, so I thought about the other Netflix anime we watch, uh, Poi Poi Molka. <laughs> Yeah, so this week's homework. Uh, what book should be adapted into needle felting stop motion? Mm. I would like to see, I think, like the Scotty Young version of like The Wizard of Oz. Like that really accurate oh, take yeah. on the book series. I think that would translate to that cute fuzziness. Possibly. But still like all the weird 
things in those book series where it's like that's a war crime that's fucking impossible like <laughs> all that stuff but you know just like really lean into like this cute atmosphere for it yeah i can see that um, my runner-ups were like seeing a green lantern animated series just to see less no no hear me out because like have you ever seen there's a youtuber that does like stop motion of the build like of them creating something in the felt uh, no. Was it the needle felt in? Because it starts off, you know, like the big pile of cotton and then like they needle it and make I it into a thing. I don't know how you do it. I feel like that being how like a Greenland constructs, like if you saw it getting built in real time, would be cool to see. I don't think yeah, it would work for an entire series, maybe like a 20 minutes short or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and Plastic Man was my other, like, that'd be funny to see all fuzzy looking. I like watching things like get made into that sort of style. So I, th- I think my answers lean into that fact a little bit. Possibly. Yeah. It's good in um, Pop Team Epic. That's the other place we've seen it. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? You could do like a little Nightmare Before Christmas thing. Yeah. I mean, that should stop motion anyway. Might as well do like a cool, unique sort of stop motion because... That's it. Claymation's only... been around for however long Wallace and Gromit is. But you can only do something really short because, like... A lot of Claymation is short anyway. Like, it's fine. Until you turn around and see, like, Nightmare ah. or Corpse Bride or anything like that, and they take, like, ten years to film. Yeah, but you go back and look at Wallace and Gromit, like, the OG stop motion, and those fucking films are, like, 15 minutes long, man. Just, just the one clip of Stick Your Head Between Your Knees. Oh, Chicken Run's a good movie. No, it's not. It's a bad PlayStation game. It is a fine film in comparison. No, it's not. You gotta. It's com- just that one clip. You gotta. Co- you haven't even seen it. You don't know. You don't. You don't remember how cute the little baby chickens are right at the end of the movie. No, because I hate Wallace and Gromit. I'm not a big fan of him either. Sean the sheep. I'm not a big fan of Sean either. Like I like no, Chicken Run. My problem is that I hate. But it would be a sheep. Wallace as a guy. <laughs> Fucking like weird, cheese. creepy head just talking about different cheeses to his dog that doesn't seem that interested. He likes cheese and crackers. Remember when he <gasps> became a were-rabbit? Mrs. He wants, Brown's boys. You want that in needle felt? She would be so cute. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Freaking adorable. Yeah, that'd be funny. She would be so cute. I know, and she would sound and act exactly the same, but, you know, like, very cutesy, fluffy-looking. It Every- would be hilarious. She'd look like fairy floss. Yeah, right, cool. That's my answer. That's <laughs> the one I want to pick. All right, I'm sticking with Oz because you didn't like my other ones. No. Fair. Well, that's where I'm at. And this is where you're at. The end. The end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, this has been us covering another little book of Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't hate it and then listen to the whole thing anyway. I hope this isn't. I hope my podcast isn't used as a self harm method. But if it is, <laughs> it's better you, than some of the options. Look, you may as well rate, review, and subscribe while you're doing it. Um, yeah, let us know. Yeah, I've been your host, Mr. Toby DePola. I've been joined by producer Kaya. Um, I don't not like crust on my bread. It depends. If the bread is nice and fresh, it's cool. My but problem is, no is problem with the problem is that. Bread. I don't know. I, I know we're looping back around to this for no reason. Because you didn't give me a chance to say it at the beginning. I think the problem with crust is that often the condiment or the ham or whatever doesn't go to that edge. So it's just a boring strip of empty bread. Empty promises, no, you see. No, it's a barrier. Nah. It keeps all the goodness inside. Nah, man. Let it ooze out the sides. I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's all good, baby. And that's it. Alright, yeah. yeah um, this has been the School for Nerds. Class dismissed.